Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Today we have a special episode. Pastor Keith Tusi recently had Penny on his Leadership and Context podcast. He was doing a series on the blessing of children and challenging us to not just passively think like the world. We thought our Flourish audience would enjoy hearing their conversation. So enjoy listening to this episode from Leadership and Context with Keith Tusi, Flourish Edition. So I got a special guest. We hardly ever have guests on this podcast, but I've got Penny Tusi with me today, my dear wife. And we're going to just talk about that. We had a request. They'd like to hear from Penny. So you're going to get to hear from Penny. So uh, I'm going to ask Penny a couple questions. And I guess the first one was, well, we've been married 45 years now. And we do have eight children, <laughs> yes, but we, uh, we didn't start off with the idea of having, you know, a lot of children. It was something we talked about a little bit, right. but what changed in our journey for you? Well, it was interesting. When I grew up, my mom had four kids and pretty much five years apart. And I always thought, well, I'd maybe have three children and I'd probably space them real far apart like my mom did because that would make life easy and so forth. So we just never, ever thought we'd have a big family. And I can, you know, we were involved in pro-life movement and and very much influencing people in that regard, but still had that same mindset that I I don't want a big family, really. And I remember sitting in a church service and you were sharing, you were preaching about the principles that God had showed you when you were in front of the abortion clinic and just different things about people's hearts that were sitting there. And I remember God speaking to my heart and saying very specifically, I'm going to give you a really big family. You're going to have a lot of children. And, and the reason I want you to do that, it's going to be a major part of your ministry, is because I want people to understand how much I love people and how much I love children and you're going to embrace these children into your heart, into your lives, into your home, just as a model of that, saying, God saying, this is what's important to me. People are what's important to me. And I want you to be willing to do that with faith and walk that out and have joy in it. Yeah, this is the thing I've been sharing on the last podcast. Obviously, I've shared a lot of information. I've shared my opinion. But my goal is to get people to think and to pray and not just be on cultural autopilot Mm -hmm. where the culture is literally dictating what our families look like. And then we point to the government and say, you know, they're tearing down the family and, you know, it's coming right out of the church that we're, we're dissolving the family without even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, now obviously that affected how we lived. Uh, Economically, I think, is a, is a big reason people don't have children. Of course, it's the same reason people kill unborn children. They say they don't have the money. So can you just comment on that? Because, I mean, I never made a lot of money as far as the world is concerned. No, and I think, you know, we were just like everybody else. It wasn't like we, think, we thought, oh, I got this. You know, I could have as many kids as I want. I could handle it all. I can handle the stress. I can handle the financial part of it. We got this, no problem. We definitely had to step out in faith. And for as long as I can remember, you have been willing to work hard and whatever it took for our family to do well and be okay. 
you were willing to do. And again, there were many uh, lean days and lean years where we just kind of did the best we could, you know, really watched our budget and were very, very careful. Mm-hmm. We were always givers, though. We were always givers. Yeah. But, you know, there were a lot of years where we just didn't have a lot of extra. But just like anything else we do as a Christian, I think it comes down to faith and just saying, God, if this is what you want for my life, I'm going to believe you to help me. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I had any great ability to raise a large family or to be a mother to a lot of kids. It wasn't like I had an innate ability or anything like that. It was just one step at a time. God, what do you want for us? Mm-hmm. What is your heart? What do you want in our family? And and then as each child came, I, one thing I always loved is you would always be so excited every time you knew we were having another child. You know, Even though we didn't have a lot of money, per se, you would always be thrilled. And we would just both say, okay, we're just going to take this as it comes and believe the Lord. We're going to try to be a good steward. You obviously, like I said, worked very hard and, and whatever you had to do to, you know, make what we needed, you did. But it was it was a walk of faith. It was just a one step at a time. Okay, God, show us how to do this. Show us how to love more children. Show us how to embrace them and to walk this out with, with love and with faith and with courage. You know, one of the points I made, I think, on the last podcast was that when people would say to us, well, you know, how are you, how are you going to do this? You know, my comment was, well, like, how are you going to do it with one? You really think right, right. You really think that you have... You have it all together. Of course, we knew, you know, we both came from very broken families. So, right. you know, we we had, there was no mystery to us that we didn't know what we were doing. Exactly. And we were dependent on God. And, you know, thank God there were great people around us. And, uh, you know, we didn't have great extended family or anything like that to help us. Your mother was amazing when mm. we were, lived close to her, you know, which was a fair amount of time. Uh, so those were great support systems. You know, if if a couple was like really thinking and listening to the things I share with them and they were in a place where, you know, maybe they're in their late 30s even and they're thinking, oh, man, we, we may have missed it here. And, you know, how many people we've talked to over the years, you know, have said, oh, we wish we'd have. I mean, how many? Yeah, I wish. Lot, um, I wish we'd had more children. A lot. What, what would you say to those people now that maybe think, oh, maybe I've missed the boat, but maybe they haven't? Yeah, exactly. Well, we had our last child, Daniel, and I was 40, I think, when he was born. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, that's older to have a baby. But I just cannot imagine life without him. Yeah. <laughs> and he is such a blessing and such a sweetie. And he's, what, 20, 20, Eight. 27, 28 now. Yeah. And, yeah, I just would really pray and be open And I agree with what Keith said. So, so many people have said to us, wow, I'm I'm so sorry I didn't have more kids. Some of them have maybe like two children, maybe one. And boy, my life feels not complete because we didn't have more children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, another thing is I feel like this is one of the greatest benefits in my life is that I've learned to live desperate. I know that I don't have what it takes to do pretty much anything. So whether it's having a big family, being a mom, being a mom to adult children, being a wife, uh, anything that I do, I know how dependent on God I am. And I know that 
he is, the Bible says, you know, our help comes from the Lord. I know that. And so if you're contemplating, well, maybe I should reconsider this. I would say, number one, know that you got to rely on God, just like in every other area of life, and then ask him. Mm-hmm. Talk to your husband, talk to your wife. What do you think about this? Pray about it together. You know, Keith and I opened our heart and said, God, whatever you want to do, we're okay with that. And we are not sorry. We have eight children. We adore them all. They are such a blessing. And now we're just about to have grandchild number 18. Yeah. And our life is very, very full. It's busy. It's crazy. But we are incredibly blessed, and we don't regret it in one iota. Yeah. I, I cannot imagine our life without any of our children. Right. And although that does seem like a lot, isn't it true that when we're all together, it seems like there's there's there would be room for more if, Absolutely. Were, if the Lord would have given us more. Yeah. And, and just because, you know, we chose not to use birth control doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to have you know, that many children. Uh, a lot of people don't. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's a matter of, of really saying, God, what what do you want for me? It's not my body. It's not my choice. My life has been purchased by you. Mm-hmm. You own me. You own my, my past that you've forgiven you and my future. You own my destiny. And, you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. I mean, Look up children in the Bible. I mean, children are always, they're a blessing, and God wants to bless us. He wants us to fill the earth. Uh, He wants us to be very strong. One of the things that impacted me a lot, I know, on this journey was this was in the early 80s when I was going into the Soviet Union. And I noticed that uh, hardly anybody there had children. If you saw a pregnant woman in public, Uh, you could almost guarantee she was either a Christian or a Muslim because people just were not having children. And I noticed the believers there had large families, even though these people had nothing. I mean, you know, you know my stories. You know, I'd go into a little apartment with two bedrooms and there'd be eight or nine children and, you know, living in the living room and they'd fold the furniture. and, And I just thought, wow, we have really Americanized this whole... And these people were happy and they were thrilled and their greatest joy in life was their children and not their mm, things. And yeah. that that stirred me a lot too. You know, that was a deep impression uh, on my life. But children are a blessing. And this podcast is about affecting the culture and being believers in the culture, in the world and in our church. And uh, that culture comes should come from the Bible, not from the world. I believe the reason we have a disintegration of the family, uh, yeah, the government and and liberal forces are opposed to us, but I think we've given up the high ground, and that rotates around children, I believe. So I would just challenge everybody to really be thinking, and please, if you're using any type of a chemical thing to stop children, you could be aborting children without any motive to do that whatsoever, and that really needs to be investigated and you can pull up all the stuff on the internet. You can read it. it. It's there, you know, from the manufacturer of these things, not from conspiracy people. So uh, that's why they say if you think you're pregnant or maybe pregnant or want to get pregnant, do not take this. Why? Because it will, it will literally snuff out the life of a very newly conceived baby. Can I share one more little story? Absolutely. Our oldest son, 
Benaya and his wife Jenna have two darling boys, and they are what eleven and nine. Mm-hmm. Wesley and William, and oh, they're so precious. But they had decided they were good. You know, they had this little family. They're growing up now. They could kind of pretty much do whatever they want and that type of thing. And they were settled. And just we had been talking, you know, amongst us just about people that we know that wish they would have had more children. And one day they came to us and said, we we think we're going to have another child. We're going to plan for that. And... So now they have, she's, what, three or four months old, yeah. uh, Hannah. Yeah. And if you could see them, <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, is like a little kid with that baby. He just, is. And it's, Jenna just, she looks at her and giggles all the time. Giggles. She just, like, looks at that child and just laughs. Isn't she the most darling little thing in the world, you know? And I just see the joy in them. By And, again, they were people that were doing well had their life established. Yeah, they had nine, you know, nine years apart of the birth. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, okay, we're good. But the is, joy in it, their life from this is, baby. It is amazing. It is amazing. So it's just yeah. something to consider. Yeah, amen. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast. If this is a blessing to you, share it with somebody. Listen to it again. If uh, we can be a blessing uh, or help you walk through any of this, please send us a note. We'd be glad to do that. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.